0: Hey, bookies, do you have a book that you're reading that you wish that we would read? Perfect match made in heaven. Just contact us at www.bookinterrupted fans and see if you could be the next fan member who gets to join the conversation.
1: Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted.
2: You weren't free to be safe. You couldn't walk alone at night. And now you don't have to worry about that because you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second half is when everything happens. Yeah. But, but... Lie.
0: I didn't know you were a Everything liar,
2: does Sarah. happen then. Almost everything.
0: <laughs> pleasure is pleasure a
2: choice. As they get shorter, you're more prone to like age-related sickness. Because the movies even distort my memory of the books i don't care okay. there's
0: another way to do it that was as if we three got together and decided to shoot a movie huh well
2: that no. was a big turnaround <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take much <laughs> images okay
0: mm-hmm. fine i'll read it again my body and soul the is the on something <laughs> Ah, ah,
1: ah, Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. During this book cycle, we're reading The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. This book has been banned for being sexually explicit, violently graphic, and morally corrupt. If you'd like to follow along, this book cycle is from December 1st to February 1st. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion.
0: Welcome to the second and final discussion about The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood.
2: So did everyone finish the book? Yes. You know, strangely, I didn't.
0: (gasps) Wow. And it's not because they
2: don't like the book. My health was not good over Christmas. I got the book into the library and it had holds, right? It had holds. And so I returned it because I felt like, oh, I can't just finish it. And somebody was waiting for the hold. I was feeling guilt. So I returned it. I was like, I'll just go buy it. It wasn't really in a good place to go out to a store, you know? So I didn't buy it until recently. And then I was like, oh no, I have another book club. I was like, I didn't read that book. (laughs) (laughs) So I already had that book club and I haven't finished it. I'm so close. My mom's visiting and she came to the book club with me. So my friend lives close by. So we walked. She's like, okay, I'll fill you in. Cause she read it on it like a day. My mom reads so fast. So and so fast, she's yeah. like, that's why I let her read it first. And on the way she filled me into the whole thing. And literally she's like, and then that was the book. Like we walked right up to the door as she was like, and that's what the book was about. And she didn't know where this person lived. She just finished, give me the summary. right amount of time that's good she couldn't do that for the main tale i have read it in the past that's right yeah anyway in the meantime i bought it (laughs) you know what i want
0: to interrupt about i dislike these new covers I want old classic covers and so many times it's either like pictures of the actors if it's getting turned into a movie Mm. you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I want original covers and I went to a bookstore to find a book and there is a, a whole table full of books that have been remade with completely different covers it's a thing now it's not even just oh there's a movie coming here's the new cover as if they're reinventing them maybe they're trying to
2: Well, they do that with different editions. That's what they do with different editions. They put a new cover on it.
0: I guess I prefer first edition covers then. That's what I'll say. But
2: I have something good that happens. I often write down like quotes from the book and page numbers where things happen. So I can go back and this is a different version than the book I had from the library, but the page numbers are the same. That's rare. Oh, Isn't that crazy? I was like, please. You know And I was like? Oh, okay. So I'm fine. So if I want to look at my little book of notes, then I'm all good. I know what's happening here. And there.
0: And what have you noted about The Handmaid's Tale, Meredith?
2: A lot of pressure.
0: (laughs) Just pull a random.
2: Here's a random. I like this one. This is early in the book. Aunt Lydia, who's talking about freedom. She goes, there's more than one kind of freedom, said Aunt Lydia. Freedom to and freedom from. In the days of anarchy, it was freedom to. Now you're being given freedom from. Don't underrate it. So her point was like, before you had freedom to do everything, but you weren't free to be safe. You couldn't walk alone at night. And now you don't have to worry about that because you're not allowed. <laughs> 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 now you're <laughs> <prince laughs> We're going to take care you're of welcome. you, right? You yes. the freedom to choose what you want to do with your career, but... Now you're not allowed to have a job, so you don't have to worry about it. You can't read. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have freed you from literacy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll free you from choice. And that's a thing where people now have so much choice, it causes stress and anxiety. and, And it actually takes a lot of your energy, having to make choices. Anyway, it's interesting. I would rather freedom too.
0: What were you going to say, Sarah? I was going to say, science? it's an
1: interesting how in the book, even the stores, they had to take the names off the stores because they realized that women were reading the name of the stores to go to, So then they just put a picture. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Can't even read like that. When he gives her the magazine.
0: I know. Forbidden.
1: Why are you showing this to me? <laughs> the Scrabble too.
0: The Scrabble was major.
1: Scrabble. Yeah, the Scrabble was major. I totally forgot that that's what they did. Like, because I read this, this is my third time, and I forgot that's the game they'd played. Like, I remember the other more extreme things, but the fact that the first thing he wanted to do when she came to the room was play Scrabble. And first time she was trying to pretend she didn't know everything. And then after she's like, okay, no, I'm going to show him how
2: smart I am with all the words I know. Crazy. I like that she lists words and I put them in my memory bank for the next time I play Scrabble.
0: (laughs) Oh, hopefully you'll get lucky enough to have those letters. Rhythm. (laughs) Larynx. (laughs) Larynx. (laughs) I didn't like it. (laughs) how about that oh yeah you didn't it. 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 yeah I don't want to repeat my personal journal even though in my personal journal I apologized because I was like you're probably just gonna hear this exact same statement in the episode although I recorded my personal journal a couple times so maybe I didn't say that I guess you'll have to just wait and see <laughs> I think it was mostly a case, I did say this in the personal journal, of um, expectations and like, oh, everyone loves this. Like, it's such a great book. You know, like it's well spoken of, like it's a popular, important book in history, whatever. Got a-, a classic. Yes. And it's got it's studied a- studied in
2: school. It's important. Right. Or whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. It comes with, I feel like an automatic- A hype. Right? A hype. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have the hype if it wasn't good. Or so I thought. I was waiting for it to get started. And then I didn't feel like it actually got started until literally the last page. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to read the next one.
1: (laughs) So this is a spoiler for anyone who hasn't finished the book. I always thought she escaped and I've read it three times. So in my mind, I've just made it that Nick helped her escape and that's why her tapes are out there. But that's not necessarily true. She leaves it kind of open, like maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she died. Like, you don't know? So no one knows what happened to her. But I think because Margaret Atwood left it like open-ended, I just, in my mind, filled in the blanks to what I wanted it to happen. That She escaped, and Nick was a good guy, and then she had her baby, and like I don't know, I had all this. <laughs> I finished the book, and I was like, oh, we never find out? Why do I always think she's escaped? (laughs) Do you think
2: uh, when authors do that, you don't know what's going to happen next, but you're invested in the characters maybe? Do you think they do that? No, not why they do that. But do you think when they do that, it makes you want to read it again?
0: No, No, this is the very thing. I hate that. that. No, yes, exactly. First of all, I really dislike when I am putting in time because I'm expecting a payoff and then I don't get it. The book never gets better or whatever, right?
1: Or (laughs)
0: also when it's not really an ending. I don't mind when... How can I relate this? I was going to say, I don't mind if they leave it like you don't know, confused a little bit because I thought it was clear that she got away, that Nick did help her and that she wasn't getting taken to certain deaths. She was getting taken to wherever the next adventure was going to be. The adventure that I was reading the book for (laughs) that is not contained in the book. So like, that's what I think is happening next.
2: Do you think that part of that is to try to transport the reader into kind of this feeling that I can't remember her name now Offred Offred. that Offred is feeling where it always feels like something might happen and nothing ever happens I think that's valid like you know that feeling you're getting like maybe it's I will take that put in there because she's trying to make you feel what she's feeling where she's like am I I'm not crazy and maybe I am and I'm stuck in the past and trying to be present you know like all the things that she's going through Maybe it's on purpose.
1: Probably Nick is helping her because he said matey and whatever, but there's always that little looming or he's an eye. Yeah, you can't trust anybody. And he's just turned her in to save his own
2: skin.
0: I don't even know what an eye is.
2: Isn't the eye the spy guys? They're kind of like the military. They're kind of like they're watching people. If
0: they were having a big giant affair, wouldn't he have killed her like way many rendezvous ago? Wouldn't it take one, Maybe,
2: right.
1: one
0: rendezvous and then he would kill her?
1: No, I know, I agree with you. I think that Nick saved her and she made it through, but it doesn't Also, say I didn't it. know
0: she was pregnant. Is that a fact or do you find that out no, in the beginning of the she Testament? she just thinks
1: she might be, remember? She said that she thinks she might be. I, I don't remember because it's
0: oh. like even less filed away than normal stuff for me, which is not very filed. <laughs> Because yeah. I was disappointed. So I'm like, I, well, that doesn't need to take up space in my mind.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Because somebody else was saying that they didn't like this. And I think it's because it oh. lacked finality. They didn't know for sure. I think maybe it depends on what people like in a book. I like how she like takes you into the character and you're trying to figure out what this character is saying or thinking. And if what she's saying is true. Because it's just from her point of view. And she's not even sure if she knows what's real anymore sometimes, right? And so if if a book doesn't wrap everything up, it doesn't bother me at all.
0: I don't mind that it wasn't wrapped up so much. I you felt
2: like the climax didn't happen? The one that you're
0: you're like, now I'm going to
2: get the payoff and the book's over.
0: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I didn't know what happened because I feel like I do know what happened. I just don't know like the details of it. I don't get to hear that story, but- I do like your point about if the author did it on purpose to make the reader really experience the off read experience. I, I hate like that point <laughs> because I think it's yeah. valid, but like it makes me mad because I'm like, well, Who
2: I, wants well that you don't me, I
0: don't like being manipulated by authors. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't need to be, this is what it must feel like, right? And I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not doing a, a submersion experience where I I become the the character
2: I don't want that (laughs) and I love that sometimes I have if I'm reading a really good book and they're really good at that sometimes I like have trouble with my identity (laughs) you know (laughs) like I was like is this me or is this the book like if I get too invested in a character Dan's like what's um, wrong with you (laughs) yeah sometimes I'm like I think it does happen where I'm like I gotta read a different author for a while or whatever is this book about me (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Am I this or is
0: this me? I don't know.
2: And that I always have that thing, like, is reality real or am I in a coma and just making this all up? You know, did I write Matri- this book? matrix stuff. deep in my, yeah, matrix stuff.
0: Oh, you know what I wanted to, why did I want to bring this up? Maybe just because of the weird ending? Have you watched Severance?
2: No, tell me about oh, it. All. Is it a movie or a show? I think
0: you'll really like it, Mare. It's a show. It's on Apple TV.
2: Shoot, I don't have it. But I will get it. Oh, blast. But I'm going to get it when the new Ted Lasso comes out. Okay. Because so I have to see Ted okay. Lasso because it's hilarious. Did
0: you see the first Ted Lasso without seen... Apple TV? Like, how did you accomplish? No,
2: we when our last computer died, we bought a Mac. And we got Apple TV for a year for free. Ah. We don't watch TV a ton. So I was just like, we don't need this unless it's got a show that I actually want to yeah. watch. So when it expired, I left it because we had finished Ted Lasso by then. <laughs> so I was like, we'll just wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just wait until the next season comes out, and then we'll to get that.
0: So this is a science fiction story, and basically the basis of the concept is, would you, if you could, and in this universe you can, sever your brain in such a way so that when you're at work, your work self has no idea about your not-work self, and when you're not at work, your self has no idea about your work life.
2: Mm. pros like and a, cons a
0: weird work-life balancey whatever but it's so much more than that and these are the things that made me want to watch it ben stiller directs a bunch of the episodes and oh. john tutura is in it Plus, I was already kind of interested in the concept. Like, what would that be like? Right. So John
2: Turturro is
0: he's the best person I think he is, is in Mr. Deeds. He's the butler who's very, very sneaky. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's the (laughs) best reference. I I know exactly who you're talking about. He's a Oh, Where'd you come from? He's
0: He's in so many other better roles for him. Probably he's like, Mr. Deeds, come on. (laughs) That's my favorite We love Mr. Deeds,
2: though. Sorry. It's like a very silly movie and I like it. Just the end of that,
0: like season one, which I thought there was two seasons when I started watching it, is very similar to the end of this book where you feel like you just got started. And now you have to wait for season two. So don't rush to get Apple TV because you may wanna wait for season two. You might be (laughs) disappointed. Yeah, maybe you'll love it because it's like this book, the way that the story is. And I also just wanna say, I think the best way that I've heard it described is it's so patient. So if when you're watching like the first episode, it's not as fast as you might like or as you feel like it could be. It's worth it. Be patient with the show because it's very good.
2: All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched a different Adam Sandler movie recently. And Which it's one? It's called Hustle? Basketball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got real NBA players. I like, know. Full of NBA players. And it's yeah. so good. It is good. He's so good in sports movies. He's
0: just so good.
2: Just the basketball in it is just like, it's just cool watching people who are good at doing stuff. <laughs> totally it's like whoa yes. you're so good at that <laughs> like when they're doing the training there's like this training part and you're like how but it's because they're training and they do it all the time I mean, yeah. yeah
0: practice I mean, that's
2: how yeah. <laughs>
0: and probably a little bit of god-given skill right some coordination and high reflexes yeah 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 hand eye yeah,
2: yeah. after watching the movie i showed my kids some clips that had like scenes from the show and then like scenes from real nba games and they'd be like go back and forth and they're like which one's the real game and you're like the one that looks far away and the one that looks all fancy like a movie is the movie. Anyway, they liked it
1: too. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's a straight to Netflix movie. Oh.
1: Is
2: it?
0: Yeah. And it's good.
2: Hustle. Yep. Hustle. Or The Hustle. Oh. Maybe. Right. Something like that.
0: Unclear. I think maybe Hustle because The Hustle implies that someone's pulling the wool over someone's eyes and that's not what's happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's about hustling. Not like, like this book. Work hard. Yeah. Not like this book. <laughs>
2: But he discovers the guy because the guy's hustling people with basketball to get, to get some extra cash. Like that, True. He gets discovered. So True. I it's a little bit both.
0: Yeah, you can double meaning it for sure. because right, he goes, are the construction original.
2: boots part of the hustle? Yeah. He's like, no, I work construction. Yeah. Anyway. So, hands made. So you know, I have trouble with book. this book. Instead of saying The Handmaid's Tale, I always want to say The hands Made Tale. I put an extra S in there. Same. I do too. And I constantly type it that way and I have to
1: correct it constantly. While I'm typing on social media, I'm like, hands no, the handmaid's tail. Yeah, she's only helping you with one hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, your other one is for yourself. So um, like, no, I, I get
0: know. that this story is supposed to be like, scary, not too far yeah. off reality, dystopian future or whatever, but I feel like I don't care. I just I don't know it was too boring I was bored
1: just like but she the problem is she keeps you reading because you think something's about to happen yes constantly yes maybe she's gonna get caught sleeping with Nick or maybe the wife is gonna tell on her or maybe she will set her everything on fire with that match or there's all these things that could happen And none of them do.
0: I also feel like all of those things that could happen didn't even get introduced until uh, at best midway, but I would even say three quarters of the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I said to you last
1: time. I'm like, the s- second half is when everything happens. Yeah, but, but lie.
0: I didn't know you were a everything liar. Everything does Sarah. happen. Then.
2: Almost everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and when everything almost happens, I think would be more accurate. <laughs> 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 but spoiler alert: nothing happens.
1: But you know, that's when she meets her friend again, right? She yeah. like leaves with it. like all these things happen, but we have to remember, I'm remembering when I said that to you from before, and I have these images in my head of the book being something totally different. And then when you read it again, it's like takes forever to get to the things that are happening. And then you forget, you're like, oh yeah, I don't know anything that happens to her
2: after.
0: I think that's cool that you had all these things in your head. Like that <laughs> makes me want to reread a story now to see it's a good uh, comment on like human memory anyway, which I think we all know changes things that happened in the past all the time. Right. It's unreliable like we, yeah, sure. we are not as memory as we think we are. Yeah. So I think it's cool to see how your memory, what it did with the story. So that's like a really good, cause you know how I don't usually read books again. Mm-hmm. That would be a you're reason gonna read why, this one
2: again. not you're this like, one ever like again. No. <laughs> I, like, I thought story. you were go- going there and I was like, huh. Well, that oh. was a big turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take much. <laughs> Images. Okay, mm. fine. I'll read it
0: again. Okay. No. I did. I fine. will read other I'll books. Other happens. books again. Other books that I've forgotten whether they disappointed me or not. The pain oh. is too fresh for this one.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to put No, I think the,
1: the more you read any book, the one book I've read a lot is Pride and
2: Prejudice. I read it all the time. Especially when I'm feeling blue. I'm like, I need a Mr. Darcy. Well, actually,
1: all the <laughs> Austen and they are different. And I just read Midnight Sun, which is the Edwards version of the Twilight book.
2: <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm so obsessed. I can't. I know. I'm very late to the game. I love how you're kind of embarrassed, though. I am. You're like, I love it. I love vampires. I love my vampires. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just anyway, because you're and- <clears throat> late. You wouldn't even
0: feel weird if you were on time I know Because everyone did that. Fully I know I'm just late, everyone. that's why. Yeah.
1: I know, because everyone's like so over it.
0: But <laughs> yeah. you're
1: all like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm watching the movies. I'm like, yeah, we did that like 10 years ago, more. What?
0: But also, those uh, are disappointing. I won't even watch those. They're so stupid. Well, I, I would way rather read those books again.
1: So mm. I read the books, and then you, like, as you guys know, I watched the movies. And then I'm reading Edward's book, and I was like, oh. This is not the movie at all because the movies even distort my memory of the books. So now I'm reading yeah. a book and I was like, oh, right. Why did they change that major part of the movie or what? You know what I mean? Like, so those kind of things. Yeah. So even then reading that book makes me want to read the first Twilight again, because I, my memory is completely distorted because of all the other things I've consumed being obsessed with
2: Twilight. And then you'll <laughs> have <change> to watch <laughs> the original book and you'll have to watch yeah. the movies again. And watch the sexy vampires and werewolves. I already did. We got Netflix for Christmas. What did you think about the casting?
1: I did not like the Jacob Black character. Is
2: that a werewolf? Because he's supposed to be this giant. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's supposed to be a giant werewolf. And he's like some sort guy. I was like, he's supposed to be massive. Mm. Everyone comments how giant he is. In the movies, he's not at all. Mm. So I didn't like that. I think Edward was good. Casted really good. Yeah, it's was okay with them. I was
0: disappointed with <laughs> the family members. I can't remember the guy's name. He looks kind of like Tom Cruise and he played the dad.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Carl. You know what I'm talking
0: about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that he looked so fake. I don't know. They looked like Barbies or, you know what I mean? Like I know that they're supposed to be hyper attractive. That's part of their vampire-ness or whatever. But I just really felt like... I don't know the movies were just so cheese and they fully missed on the like heat and passion of the romance also the running through the forest scenes that was a joke
1: (laughs) but it was before they had so much I don't care Stuff. I don't care. Okay. There's
0: another way to do it. That was as if we three got together and decided to shoot a movie. <laughs> that is how good that special effect no! was. Yes, it was so bad. No, no, he no. has like fella on his back, and because he's a vampire, he can run super fast. It's just him he's... going
2: like this with his legs going through. Yes, yes. And <laughs> yeah,
0: the was. forest like runs by the background, like wonderful. I love that. It's so wonderful. bad. Like it's just it would be it was... better
1: if it was done nowadays because.
2: They've come a long way. I I didn't read or watch these movies.
0: You should read those books for like whenever you're getting uh, too attached to someone that's messing up your life or whatever character. Read these. They're so good.
1: They are. I couldn't put it down.
0: Summer read. You know what I mean? Like whatever. You're not going to learn anything. It's pure indulgence. Entertainment. Yes, entertainment. It's pure indulgence. It's so good I felt indulgent reading
2: it. So you said that vampires are supposed to be ultra attractive. What if you're like let's just say an ugly person gets bit by a vampire do you not become a vampire that you become attractive no you become you become you attractive, become attractive. Yeah. i wonder what my transformation would be like
0: right You'd be the same your eyes would just be their eyes like, indicate if they're hungry if their eyes are more red that means that they need the blood or whatever but if their eyes are darker that doesn't that make sense older.
2: if you need blood your eyes would be not no, no, red. your
1: eyes are red if you've had <laughs> human blood
2: there you oh, go. yeah. And then yeah. your eyes are
1: dark if you want it, if you're hungry for and that makes
2: you look attractive because large pupils are attractive. Yes.
1: And if you eat animal blood, it, your eyes are amber. That's why Edward's eyes are amber. Oh.
2: Um, also, like
0: your skin is just I, I don't think it's a comment on what actually equals attractiveness, but the things that maybe were flaws in you before okay. are now fixed. Like so nice hair,
2: like, nice skin, and yes. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Your bone structure doesn't change. You like know what smelling I mean. breath. Yes. your, your yeah. farts Smell like roses. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> so Bella becomes a vampire spoiler when she does.
2: Everybody knows already. Head,
1: her hair gets thicker and more like, oh. yeah. Full. her, her breasts skin. grow and her skin is like flawless. All of a sudden, like, and her dad comments. He's like, you're my daughter, but you're not my daughter she looks like herself more beautiful
0: it's just so. the author's interpretation of i guess eternity right like oh now you can live forever so it's superhero-esque your
2: telomeres never shorten your what telomeres you know the little ends telomere. of your dna that protect your other dna from damage it's like several base pairs long as they get shorter you're more prone to like age-related sickness so <laughs> long telomeres maybe you would live longer
0: so those telomeres, a part of the vampire, vampire, part the of the vampire, vampire
2: transformation,
0: <laughs> is probably eternal sheathing of the telomeres. They don't right, even they're deteriorate. Always That's
2: lengthening.
0: It. Yeah, yeah, they're growing. You're just getting better. And they
1: have, they have a different number of <laughs> chromosomes. Chromosomes. Thank you.
2: They have one more, no, two more chromosomes than humans. Hmm, so you could have a test to see if somebody's a vampire. And werewolves have one more chromosome than humans. One? (laughs) Supposed to come in pairs. Well, isn't that the story with Down syndrome? (laughs) That's why. Oh, I don't Uh, know. (laughs) Isn't that the story with like, isn't it? An extra chromosome? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just talking vampire book. I think that's what it is. Werewolves have one
1: more and vampires have two. And that's why their daughter had one and she related more to the
2: werewolves than she did the vampire
0: Well, and that's another story altogether. Like this is now a podcast about Twilight, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which I have not read. Because I'm obsessed with it. You should read it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Meredith, you should read it for real. I would love to hear if you enjoyed it. It's just a good love story, really.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what it's. With like, vampires. That's what it, yeah, exactly. It's a good <laughs> love story. And then it's like, you know enhanced by the fact that it's also supernatural I
2: want to love story of this with banshees I'm sorry.
0: I was like what <laughs>
2: what makes a thing a banshee okay, all I so know banshee- is about screaming well it's not necessarily screaming so every family has a banshee and <laughs> if you hear the scream or song of the banshee it tells you that death is coming for you so you only hear a screaming or singing banshee when you're about to die wait a minute every family has a banshee I think that's how it works yeah
0: and that banshee screams or sings if someone else in the family is going to die. If you hear them, you are the one who's going to die. I don't They're understand. You. If I'm the banshee in my family. No, but me.
2: banshees are a spirit. Oh
0: okay 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 so it's not a member of the family but there's a no. banshee attached to the i was like wouldn't you know right away like why can't anyone hear me and then all of a sudden <laughs> someone is like why are you screaming and it, <laughs> i was like i don't know you're, you're gonna die um, and immediately i was like
2: what if i'm the banshee <laughs> growing up my mom would be like stop screaming like a banshee and yeah, so i said it time. to my kids because that's what happens when you have children you'd say things at them that your parents used to say at you yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they're like "What should?" Banshee, and so I was trying to explain, and then we learned more about banshees. I'm like, oh, they don't all scream; some of them sing. So the kids would like come and scream at me or sing at me, be like, "Death is coming for you." <laughs> it was like a game we played for a while. Banshee, bunch a of like banshee red herrings. <laughs> <laughs> red herrings. <laughs> uh, that's uh, good. Okay, let's talk about this book. Yeah, because this book is not Sorry. about banshees or vampires,
0: no, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> or a love story. Even with Nick, mean, like
1: they weren't romantic.
0: No, but what about, is it Luke? Like, what about the well, absent partner? Uh, That's a little that was, bit of a
1: love story. She's always that, looking for him. That whole part breaks my heart. Even trying to not think about it, when I was trying to get our songs for the playlist, I started thinking about, what if you're just lying in your room thinking about your baby and then your husband? That's just like so... I would be one of those crazy people. I would go crazy mm-hmm. thinking what happened to them and making yeah. stories. And, yeah. and that Serena Joy let her see the picture just for a second. Like, oh, of oh, it horrible.
2: Just horrible. The relationship with Serena Joy is interesting in a way. It's tough because they've, you know, the world's been constructed that everybody has to be against each other. It's basically gotten rid of intimacy because for any kind of intimacy, you need trust and nobody can fully trust anybody. At all, and people might not even trust themselves. It's a world devoid of intimacy. But at the same time, she still feels some kind of empathy for the other people, even if they have powers to make her miserable and use those powers to make her miserable. Right? She feels this empathy. Alfred it has empathy. Alfred has empathy. Offred. Yeah. For. Not- Serena Joy. Maybe not, but maybe in her own mind, when she's sitting in her room alone and she's thinking back to be like, I fought for this. She's miserable too. Like everyone's miserable and no one has connection anymore. So I think it's interesting that she talks about these things. What is it like for them? And maybe that's just her way of reaching for intimacy that she'll never have because humans are social animals. So the people around you are the ones that you're going to be interested in because we all crave that kind of closeness or community well
0: that's what i was going to say i think everyone has some version of empathy in the world because they're all still humans how well they push it down you know what i mean like dampen it, it yes or like offred who still has it i wonder if you were to look at the characters if their goodness versus their evilness is also related to how much empathy they express would be an interesting Mm. thing to see but i think that all of them would have some version of it somewhere because it's a human characteristic right
2: and how about how how much their perceived goodness or evilness is directly related to how much power they have in their own life
0: Ooh, i like that too because for offred high empathy low power serena Mm -hmm. joy for example moderate power
2: over others but not over her own existence
0: yeah and then like the guy I think that we have a conflict here because the guy was moderately empathetic, but I think he was just lonely, but still like his loneliness kind of looked a little bit like empathy as he gave her magazines and
2: played I with her. Like and- he seemed good, but because he had more autonomy in his life, not like full autonomy because no one can yeah. in, uh, in that world. Yeah, yeah. but the handmaid
1: before got caught doing the same thing Offred did and killed herself. And then he starts up with Offred anyway and does the same thing with offred that he did with the other
2: one that killed herself they're all kind of stuck in their roles right like they're trying to they're controlling what they can i think he's lonely though no i think he's lonely too but
0: i don't think he thinks he's risking her life when he does that even though the first girl like killed herself i don't think he well i think a his loneliness probably overwhelms him to the
2: blindness of that possibility Yeah, yeah. yeah he's lonely I get it. He's a lonely. He's going to just, but he's still going to do whatever he wants. I like how you said that.
1: What's what I mean? Like
2: he's just selfish.
0: Of course he has the most power in his household anyways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Cause he has the most power. He has the, the least, consequences. Least, least at stake.
0: Risk. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah least risk. So he's Although. He's risking everyone else.
0: Potentially the most at stake because of the fact that he holds so much power to risk it in such a way and get caught. You know, I don't know who his above people are, but do they punish?
2: Does he go to the colonies? Or
0: are they just all at a party at the hotel? Yeah. Does he get put on a wall? Who goes on the wall? I thought it was like people they're making an example out of, but is it more specific than that?
1: Priests do. They had a handmaid that did it. They had a wife that did it. They're a gender traitor, as they call them. Doctors. Someone that was with a handmaid like Nick. So
0: arguably the guy could go on the wall Mm -hmm. if he were caught doing whatever he's not supposed to
2: if you're a man that's not a commander and you're but not a commander i
1: don't don't know if there's any commanders on that wall
0: um well that's what i'm asking because you know how even in today's society people with power kind of protect each other you know what i mean and like don't punish let's say white collar crime as much as they would like whatever right and the thing that's that's interesting too that's similar is that they're all at a party at the hotel so outside of the hotel they're all like these are the rules and these are the reasons why and then at the hotel they're like forget the rules rather than literally
1: the rules are for everyone else
2: two people exactly yes,
1: that's yeah. the point the rules are for everyone else not for commanders yeah because they're the ones in right. power
2: yeah everybody else is being treated as a resource rather than this is the world i want so i have to use all these resources to get back there but that's it You know, and I guess that's the question of empathy too. They've kind of severed that. You're not a full person anymore. You're a means to an end.
0: That's a good question. What makes a person? I want to talk about what makes a person. What did they remove as a choice? And then also where does pleasure play into this? When they're doing their mating rituals. And then also when she's sleeping with them later. Like, I don't know. Right. Those are two things that I think are worth talking about i don't have anything to say i'd just like to hear what you guys have to say
2: For <laughs> <laughs> the fans you got to them. yeah everything. yeah 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 is pleasure important to make a full human is that kind of your question
0: well it's kind of two questions but that would work as well to address both of them because you're saying like these people are not really people they're resources their personhood they're being like that yeah yeah their personhood has been taken from them so what is it is it freedom what is it that's been removed from them that now makes them not people or persons. I think
2: it's choice. Yeah. I think that's that whole comment about freedom that I randomly pulled out of my book. <laughs> right? That, How perfect. You know. This is like
0: walking to your book club and having the story finished right <laughs> as you get to the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I think choice. Right? And then that, then the people at the top still have the choice. But yeah.
1: It's not choice. Yeah. Then um, does
2: passion tie into that?
0: Is passion a choice? Pleasure? Is pleasure a choice? I guess so
2: acting on it I yeah suppose. getting
0: to to choose yeah. pleasure right getting to have yeah, pleasure choice.
2: yeah mm-hmm. I mean but that's the thing they're trying to control also how they react to. so they're like you don't have any choice of what you do and will only give you the reactions that you're allowed to have as well It's interesting too. And they're like, it'll be easier for the next generation because they won't know anything different. Yeah. But that's another question. Will it be like, maybe it'll be a little bit easier, but maybe it won't. It comes down to, is it intrinsic? These needs for intimacy and even pleasure autonomy. And that goes back to nonviolent communication. Are these needs that are intrinsic or um if you never know them can you be content do you know what
0: you're missing yeah yeah yeah
2: or would you know that there's something there's got to be something else out there it's and like think, about
0: the human spirit yeah and i, I think yeah. that they would know you know what i mean i if think they would like know some generations more. into the future they would be like like there'd be some kind of an uprising there'd be one person that just couldn't be suppressed
2: and then there'd be two and then four <laughs> yeah and yeah. then. Right. hopefully and then they'll
0: yeah. all be killed and put on a wall we'd have to wait till the That's next right. generation there'd have
2: to be like
1: a <laughs> critical I mass though, i think yeah I think
2: it is i think it's youth. No, like something's missing here i want more can you imagine being an aunt they get their roles and they're like just like offred's trying to make sense of where she is you know at least she's not in the colonies or whatever or dead and then the question is is there a fate worth worse than death Well, and
0: explain the colonies to me because is there some perverted extra freedom from having that less status? Like, aren't they kind of more forgotten? So they can kind of- I think it's like
2: there's heavy pollution. You're sure to die probably. You're cleaning up the- pollution and you're gonna die from cleaning up a painful
1: death. But do you get to have a husband?
0: Or could you have a partner? Like can you be with your boyfriend? I
1: don't know. You know what I mean? And have
0: some slice of happiness in your terrible existence. Could you still have love?
1: Yeah, do you have more choice?
0: Exactly. Because like as long as you're cleaning up the garbage. We don't care about you. I
2: colonies. don't know. But she doesn't elaborate on the colonies because she no doesn't know. But and they try to like instill the fear of the colonies. Gets the worst possible fate. Life is good here. You've got good food. There's no pollution and stuff. But I guess that's the question. Those are different kinds of needs within the mm-hmm. wall. You get certain needs met: clean water and a warm place to live, and maybe safety from random violence the violence you get is you know it's coming i guess <laughs> right yeah yeah you told. can predict the violence yeah yeah and then is that better or worse yeah. does the testaments cover that or would there have to be another one that's a story of somebody who went to the colonies
1: i can't remember the testaments talk about the colonies but the testaments talk about the ants a lot and how they become ants and what they go through to become ants
2: hmm. so
1: yeah so there you have we were talking before about knowing someone else's story makes they're like oh the evil person had their evil person so
2: that happens with the ants i wonder if margaret atwood listens to this podcast which maybe (laughs) she does because we are also canadian
0: yeah maybe she'll write a
2: story about somebody who went to the colonies and what's happening up there
0: i'd like to see that
2: people would love it
0: I think that would be a cool, a cool twist if she wrote that story and that person somehow had freedom in love or something. You know what I mean? Like everything else was absolutely worst or case all, scenario.
2: Right. All the emotions were higher, like fear and uncertainty, but you had autonomy and love. Yeah. And remember
1: Alfred's Fred's mom went to the colonies. Remember her friend Mora said yeah. that she saw her in a movie about the colonies. It was her mom. So.
0: so there's already a character that it could be
1: about yeah 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 it could be about her mom and the colonies How great
2: i'd read that book i wonder if yeah. does margaret atwood tweet
1: i copied her on twitter and instagram <laughs> all
2: right some of our
1: stuff so <laughs> i don't know if you mean anything let's <laughs> <She does. laughs> have an account
0: you know what i did like about this book Speaking of Margaret Atwood coming on the show, (laughs) um, I did like the voice of Alfred. I like how she told the story and I like how she sometimes said, I cannot tell this story, so I'll tell this story instead. You know what I mean? Like I felt more connected to her as a person than just a character because it wrote her like she would talk I think rather than just a story being told Mm -hmm. there was even that time when she started the same story like three times over and she's like that's not Mm -hmm. really how it went this is how it went or whatever right I enjoyed that whatever you would call it
1: yeah and how she because it seemed real how she's like this is not going to put me in a very good light Yeah. Here we go. Like tell you. Yeah. 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 That's genuine because it's what someone would think, right? Yes. Felt more real. I agree. Like she really felt like a real person. I think that's why for me it made it more scary. Do
0: you know what else too? Actually, back to the whole love and connection thing. If it's as bad as it is and you don't ever want to step out of line, I think it speaks to the human need for connection and intimacy, even if it's shitty intimacy, because she risked it all to continue to go meet with Nick.
2: And so many people risked for different things. You know, people would risk a little bit of connection. They'd be like, oh, I thought you were a true believer. I thought you were such a true believer too, or whatever. Like, uh, off or She talks about off
1: Yeah, not knowing for so long if she was, and she finally became friends with her.
2: And then she disappeared. You know, what I yeah. like to is I'm still reading the book, as I mentioned, <laughs> but I was just, you know, waiting for something. And I had the book and I was like, oh, historical notes. And I thought that it was going to be historical notes because this book is, you know, several decades old at this point. And I thought it was going to be s- historical notes about this book, but it's historical notes about the story. It's part of the book, yeah. which is cool.
0: I I'm didn't like, read them. I, that's so funny because like in my personal journal, I was like, I was so disappointed at the end. I didn't even read those historical notes.
2: No, but the want no, is the people who have are looking over the story that she told and what they think of it, basically. It's part of the novel. The historical notes.
1: Yes. You have to read the historical notes. The Maybe you'll get some closure. The historical notes is Maybe. they tell you uh, that they found the tapes in this attic. The and they're trying to offend her attic.
2: tapes, her story. In the ad- attic. attic. That's another um, one of those hands-made tales. Hey, hands-made wait a minute. Tale.
0: So this is supposed to be a tape? Like so she's supposed to be speaking? Found,
2: yeah, she's
1: speaking the story Onto a cassette tape, because this is in the future, and these academics are studying this place, where she's from, and they have discovered these tapes, and they were like old music tapes hidden with her talking. Yeah, and then they had to find even a tape player to be able to play them.
2: Yeah, it's, the historical notes are... Being a partial transcript of the proceedings of the 12th Symposium on Giladian Studies held as part of the International Historical Association blah, 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 June 25th, 2195. And so this is a transcript of they've gone through the tapes and they're talking about it. As historians, they're looking back at this time in history. Like in academia. As historians.
0: What was the last book that we read?
2: What do you mean? Before that? Yeah. Before this book? Oh, (laughs)
0: yeah. I love that we none of us know.
2: They called me number one.
0: Okay, right. So she had some like historical notes and they were like about history. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I was like, I don't need that for this stupid book. I can't believe. I'm so glad we brought it up. But this you didn't is, finish this the book.
2: No, I didn't finish I'm the book. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but I read the end. So between you and me, we got it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it gives you some satisfaction.
2: Yeah somehow
1: the world doesn't exist anymore and they're studying that time period that time period when it did exist okay and they discovered her tapes so the
2: answer yeah, is it doesn't go on forever right things yeah. change again okay um, so when you're wondering how will things i'll and see that's if interesting too, to between think about. now
0: and next episode and i'll give a brief update
1: yeah, on it, if it changes it, okay,
0: my perception it. yeah okay. it could,
1: you maybe. might it gives you some satisfaction for sure.
0: We'll see. Because if I get satisfied, I'm happy. <laughs> like many people out there. Is it? Works?
2: <laughs> if I get satisfied, then I feel
0: satisfied.
2: satisfied. <laughs> I, find I find satisfaction
0: extremely satisfying. satisfying.
2: <laughs> That's your quote for this episode. Great. <laughs> Satisfaction. (laughs) Extremely satisfied.
1: This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. So here's my word mind interruption. So we had a recording and as usual, my husband took my kids out of the house. And normally they come back probably about 30 minutes to an hour after I'm done. So we had a recording and after an hour my husband wasn't home. So I gave him a call, but he didn't answer. And I thought, oh, maybe they're just having a really good time. So then two hours goes by and I haven't heard back from my husband and my husband and kids are home. So then I start to worry. So I send a message to my sister-in-law just to find out if they've left. I get no response so then i wait and think okay you're overthinking it they're probably just having a really great time just relax another hour goes by which means it's now the children's bedtime which is very unusual so then i start to worry and start doing the thing i'm like oh is this how it happens is this how my whole life gets ruined like maybe they're all in an accident together and maybe they're in the hospital or maybe they're gone and i start bawling my eyes out thinking I've lost my whole family. (laughs) About 10 minutes after I start crying my eyes out in despair and worry, my husband and kids come through the door and there was a blockage on their way home and it was a road that is close to where we live. But because it was blocked, they had to go all the way around so they were almost home. So the detour to get to our house was that long and my husband's phone died. When I later on talked to my sister-in-law, she just had put her phone in her room and had gone out. So she just happened to not have her phone on her. So it was all a misunderstanding. But (laughs) I later called Kim and she had a similar thing happen. Just when you're so certain of events and how they should happen, you start worrying about all the things that could happen. And I was raised by a woman who, like to say, worst case scenario. So when worst case scenarios start to happen, it really threw me off. I had to go to bed early. I just kept on crying after they came to the house and hugging my kids. And I ended up having to go right to bed and not have dinner because I was so upset still. Even though they were perfectly fine and all happy. Book interrupted. It's book report time. We're going to find out from each member their final thoughts. And do they recommend the book? Let's listen.
2: This is my final book report for the book The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Our first book of season 3 of Bend Books. So, you know, normally I would give a full book report, but I haven't finished the book, and it has nothing to do with whether I like the book or not because I do like the book. It has to do with the fact that I borrowed the book from the library. I had to return it because it had several holds and I didn't want to hold on to it when somebody else needed it. And then I didn't go out and buy myself a copy. And I couldn't get another one from the library before having to meet with the group today. I am enjoying the book, but I'm kind of at the part before, you know, a lot of things start happening. So I can really talk to that. And so I've decided that I would talk about a couple little things that are explored earlier in the book. The idea of minimalism. So there's a part in there where she's talking about the minimalist life and about how when you have very little, whatever's around you becomes important. You know, she has an egg, and she's saying happiness is an egg when you have very little else. It's just another way that the book takes something that is valued or maybe considered something good in today's world living the minimalist life where you're only consuming what you need and not over consuming i think that'd be considered commendable these days and instead in her life it's the reality that's been pushed onto her in a way where she's been imprisoned in this life she doesn't have any choices so you know something like that can be seen from different perspectives depending on where you're coming from she also talks about Earlier in the book, she's exploring the idea of change doesn't happen instantaneously. It happens very slowly. So you might not notice that it's happening. I think that's kind of how Atwood is saying that something like this could happen in these tiny little steps. Just like... In the past, women slowly got more rights through the women's movement, you know, the marches and stuff, but slowly over time, women's got more rights and it took a long time. Change didn't happen instantaneously. But then the backpedaling and taking away of things can also happen gradually to the point where you might not realize it. And unfortunately, when you're on a side that has less power and you're trying to get more rights, it's harder. That change goes much slower than if it's the opposite. If your power is being taken away it can happen, again, not instantaneously, but much more quickly. You know, there are things that happen in the world today that are not good. Then something bad happens and we kind of get used to it and, you know, things are slowly getting worse. Oh, it's very it's very sad, I suppose. Maybe it's a very cynical view of the world, but that's what you get in a dystopian novel, my friend. I did like the book. I would recommend it. It's not for everybody. This book is more about the journey and experiencing what the characters are experiencing in this like dystopian, well, past, I guess, because the book was written a while ago. In this dystopian reality. If you don't want to get in the mind of somebody who is living a sad life, then maybe this book is not for you. <laughs> so that's about all. Yeah, so I've read right up until things really start happening and I've read the historical notes at the end, which are supposed to be from historians who have found the tapes of this story and are looking at what the world used to be like, you know, a hundred years or more ago. That's about it. After I read this book, I think I'm gonna to wanna to read the next one, The Testaments. You know, maybe then I will take a little break from Margaret Atwood, because I love her, but you know, her dystopias sometimes are just so uh, possible. They just seem so possible, you know what I mean? So can't wait till the next book, which is gonna be our fan book, and we're gonna have a new member on. That's it for now.
1: First off, I'd like to say I would recommend it. I actually did recommend it, for the vote. I was actually surprised it was on the banned books list and that has been banned so often. So that was interesting for me. So I would recommend it. I did recommend it for the vote and everyone else wanted to read it as well. So this is a spoiler. So if you haven't finished the book, I would suggest you stop listening right now and fast forward to the next personal journal. I didn't remember, even though this is the third time I've read this book, that Margaret Atwood left it kind of open. You don't really know what happens to Offred but she basically makes you decide if Nick was trustworthy and he was getting her out through May Day, or maybe he's one of the eyes and then she's going to be killed or tortured for information or whatever. So in my mind, because I trust Nick, I thought she got out. In my mind, always, she escaped, but that's not true. <laughs> I also really like the end how they found her tapes, like years later, and they're studying it people in academia are studying her tapes, because they're studying this world that doesn't exist anymore, which I really like that it doesn't exist anymore. So that's interesting. I forgot about that part as well. A couple highlights of the book. I mean, the second half goes really, really quick, but it's interesting how both the commander and the commander's wife both basically use her so they can Get what they want that they're missing from this new world even though they have so much power and that she doesn't really have a choice the only choice she did have was going back to nick oh and i was i also forgot that they played scrabble i love that because words are powerful right so i forgot that scrabble was the thing the commander started with for his breaking of the rules i like that she saw her friend again And basically, all the things that they got rid of in the world, kind of, that they said were so sinful and they got rid of, all the rich and powerful people are still doing all those things. It's just for everyone else. Anyway, that makes me infuriated. And I can see how that can happen because that basically is how the world works, right? Anyway, I would recommend this book. I think it's extremely well written. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It makes you think about things like, how I would feel if my husband and my daughter was taken from me, and how she tries to remember them and that kind of thing. I really like how Margaret Atwood described her trying to grasp onto these memories. I like that a lot. The more you think about it, the more you think, how did people continue? How did she continue? But it was those little things she did to make herself not go crazy. So, and not knowing if, you know, she made that friend, I don't remember what her name was off something. Anyway, that taught her Mayday and it took them forever to realize. Yeah. Anyway, it's such a great book. I highly recommend it to anyone. You know, it's a little bit disturbing, but I think that's because Margaret Atwood makes it seem like a possibility in life. So, it's a scary book for any woman, but excellently written and the way she reveals it's nice and slow. And I think, as a woman, you'd feel the same way Offred did in many of these situations. But not really having a choice and at the same time wanting something different than this crazy, mundane, nothing life, it's just, it's, I can't say anymore. I can't wait to talk to the other people in the group and see how they felt.
0: Okay, take 759 on trying to make this friggin' personal journal. I already recorded one and I thought that it was too quiet, so hopefully this isn't too loud. I also want you to know that if you are only a listener and not a viewer, you're missing a wonderful bedhead right now, and that's your loss. So what do you want to know about The Handmaid's Tale? Would I recommend it? Is it a best-selling, worldwide-known novel for its greatness? Yes. Do I like it? No, I don't. I felt like it was boring and slow, and honestly, the entire book, I was waiting for it to get started, and I don't feel like it got started really until the very last stupid page. And there are some historical notes at the end that I don't even think I read because I was so disappointed with my experience. Maybe it was slightly enjoyable, spoiler alert, when she started to hang out with her whatever he's called, the guy that she's attached to. I guess, uh, Fred, because she's off Fred. Anyway, I don't know what all the hype is about. It was not something that I thought deserved <laughs> all of that stuff. I mean, yeah, okay, oh, it's dystopia, and it's a comment on society. Woo woo. Like, I don't even care. I wanted there to be more action, and there wasn't. So it was disappointing to me. I think it was one of those situations where you hear about how great something is and everybody in general likes it so you assume it's going to be good obviously but you also can you hear that that is a very aggressive dog at my door don't worry i'm okay i'm safe it's not that aggressive (laughs) (laughs) just wants to come in and i won't let it anyway i think it's the case of when everyone says something is great so you maybe even unreasonable expectations for it to be good (sighs) I do not want to re-record this. So listeners, I apologize. We're all just going to deal with the scratching. Okay? It stopped. I'll be fast. Anyway, would I recommend it? No, not really. I would say this whole spiel to whoever was the last person left on earth that hasn't read it, which I thought was me. So maybe it's a non-issue. But it wasn't the kind of book I was looking for. Maybe I'll watch the series. Maybe that'll be better. TV sometimes hypes things up. Okay, I'm gonna go so you don't have to listen to the Scratchy Dog anymore. But yeah, Handmaid's Tale, sorry, disappointed. Yeah, not gonna lie. Bye. Okay, this is a follow-up, I don't know, personal journal 2.0 to say that I did read the historical notes at the end of The Handmaid's Tale and it didn't make a damn bit of difference. That does not do anything for me. The reason why I thought the book was going to get good because I just listened to the first episode for The Handmaid's Tale is because Sarah kept saying it's going to get good. Just wait. Oh, you're right there. It's about to happen. And then I kept on waiting and waiting and it never happened. So well, it did happen on the very last page and it was just the beginning of the happening. I don't know if I'm going to read the Testament though, or the Testaments, I'm not even sure what it's called. I don't know if I can be fooled again. Margaret. Have a nice day, y'all.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com.
0: Are you having a hard time waiting for the next episode because you can't get enough of the Book Interrupted crew? We've got you covered. At Unpublished, you can connect with all sorts of behind-the-scenes action it's like an all-access backstage pass. Go to our website at www.bookinterrupted.com slash unpublished for your free trial today.
1: Moments you can look forward to on the next Book Interrupted. So yeah, my name is Ashley, and the book that I've chosen is called When Dad
2: Killed Mom. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) about me saying how it's written like a fiction. Oh,
1: that's because it is a fiction. Yeah,
2: it gives you endorphins. You're more like sensitive to it. So like the things that make you oh. happy, you're happier. So-
0: I don't think that yeah. genital references warrants a banning, depending on the age.
2: Yeah. So people who have high porosity
0: hair need protein. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a murder mystery book. I don't know if this is TMI, but when <laughs> my I my is- vagina,
2: <laughs> when I draw my <laughs> vagina and describe yeah. it
0: in detail, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when I publicly post it. <laughs> book
1: interrupted
0: never forget every child matters